Nations for yourself. Tribulation. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world. Take your Bible off the shelf. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, September 30th, 2020, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and we bow down spiritually speaking. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate the airwaves of today and go around the world sending your message to your people every place upon the face of this planet, making each and every person ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, and his name is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for the work that you did upon the cross of Calvary and the shedding of your precious and holy blood for the remission and covering of the world's sins, those who will believe in you, who will walk with you, who will ask you to forgive them of their sins and to be their Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful work that you've done in giving us eternal life if we will continue to walk with you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, I would like to put you in remembrance of scripture found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, which speak of the times that we now find ourselves living in here at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is none other than Jesus Christ. As we open in verse 1, Paul writes to us living here in this late hour these words. 
This also know, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, says Paul, and the word of God, turn away. And on that note, my friends, as we move ahead, I would now like for us to take a short trip back in time to the year 1950. Yes, 1950, which just happens to be 70 years ago. So that we may, for just a moment or two, reflect on just how much the United States of America, its people and customs have changed. I do believe at this point, forever, but not necessarily for better. With that said, let us now begin with this piece pinned, so to speak, by Mr. Michael Schneider, author of the most important news.com dated September 14th, 2020, simply titled America 1950 versus America 2020, of which Mr. Schneider begins by asking this question. If you could go back to 1950, would you do it? He says there would be no internet, no cell phones, and you would only be able to watch television in black and white. But even though they lack, they lacked, he said, many of our modern conveniences, people genuinely seemed to be much happier back then. Families actually ate dinner together, neighbors knew and cared about one another, and being an American truly meant something. Today, we like to think that we are so much more advanced than they were back then. But the truth is that our society is in the process of falling apart all around us. Could it be, he says, possible that we could learn something important? Could we learn an important lesson by looking back at how Americans lived 70 years ago? Of course, he says, there has never been any era in our history where everything has been perfect. But without a doubt, he says, Things are vastly different today than they were back in 1950. In 1950, he says, Texaco Star Theater, The Long Ranger, and Hopalong Cassidy were some of the most popular shows that Americans watched on television. In 2020, Netflix film entitled Cuties is so trashy and so disgusting that four states have sent a letter to Netflix asking for it to be removed because it fought its fodder for those with criminal imaginations. 
serving to normalize the view that children are sexual beings. In 1950, television networks would not even show husbands and wives in bed together. In 2020, adult websites get more traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. In 1950, people would greet one another as they walked down the street. In 2020, Americans are so enamored with their cell phones they're too enamored, my friends, with their cell phones to be bothered with such actual uh, human contact. In 1950, chewing gum and talking in class were some of the major disciplinary problems in our schools. In 2020, kids are literally gunning down police officers in the streets. In 1950, people would make an effort to dress up and look nice when they would go out in public. In 2020, most of the population has become utter slobs, and people of Walmart have become one of our most popular memes. In 1950, the typical woman got married for the first time at age 20. And the typical man got married for the first time at age 22. In 2020, the typical woman gets married, if at all, my friends, for the first time at age 27. And the typical male gets married for the first time at age 29. In 1950, a lot of people would leave their homes and their vehicles unlocked because crime rates were so low. In 2020, many that live in urban areas are deathly afraid of all the civil unrest that has erupted, and gun sales have soared to all-time record highs. In 1950, Americans actually attempted to parent their children. In 2020, we pump our kids full of mind-altering drugs, and we let our televisions and our video games raise our children. In 1950, Baltimore was one of the most beautiful and most prosperous cities in the entire planet. In 2020, Baltimore regularly makes headlines because of all the murders that are continuously occurring. Of course, Mr. uh, Of course, says Mr. Snyder, the exact same thing could be said about many of our major cities. In 1950, 78% of all households in America contained a married couple. In 2020, that figure has fallen below 50%. In uh, 1950, about 5% of all babies in the United States were born to unmarried parents. In 2020, almost 40 Percent of all babies in the United States will be born to unmarried parents. In 1950, new churches were regularly being opened all over the United States. In 2020, it is being projected that one out of every five churches in the U.S. could be forced to shut their doors in the next 18 months. And the mayor of Luckenbach, Texas, just said that the opening of a new Planned Parenthood clinic is like the starting of a church. It is, my friends, a church 
of Satan. He's the one who asks for uh, human sacrifices. Has from the beginning of time. In 1950, we actually had high standards for our elected officials, and people actually did research on the candidates before they cast their votes. In 2020, more than 4,000 people in one county in New Hampshire voted for a transsexual, satanic anarchist in the Republican primary, and she is now the Republican nominee for sheriff in Cheshire County. In 1950, children would go outside and play when they got home from school. In 2020, our parks and our playgrounds are virtually empty, and we have the highest childhood obesity rate in the industrialized world. In 1950, from the port, in 1950, the front porches were community gathering areas, and people would regularly have their neighborhoods or have their neighbors over for dinner. In 2020, many of us don't know our neighbors at all, and the average American watches more than five hours of television a day. In 1950. Americans used words such as knucklehead and moxie and jalopy. In 2020, new terms such as nomophobia and people kind and social distancing have been introduced to the English language. In 1950, the very first credit card was issued in the United States. In 2020, Americans owe more than $930 billion on their credit cards. In 1950, one income could support an entire middle-class household. In 2020, tens of millions of Americans have lost their jobs and filed for unemployment, and more than half of all households in some of our largest cities are currently facing serious financial problems. In 1950, the American people believed that the free market should govern the economy. In 2020, most Americans seem to believe that the government in Washington and the Federal Reserve must endlessly Manage the economy. In 1950, socialists and communists were considered to be our greatest national enemies. In 2020, most of our politicians in Washington, D.C. have eagerly embraced socialist and communist policy goals. In 1950, the U.S. Constitution was deeply loved and highly revered. In 2020, anyone that actually admits to being a constitutionalist is considered to be a potential domestic terrorist. In 1950, the United States loaned more money to the rest of the world than anyone else. In 2020, the United States owes more money to the rest of the world than anyone else. In 1950, the total U.S. debt reached $257 billion, the $257 billion mark for the first time in our history. 
In 2020, we added $864 billion to the national debt in the month of June alone. In other words, says Mr. Snyder, we added over three times more to the national debt in that one month than the total amount of debt that had been accumulated from the founding of our nation all the way to 1950. In 1950, most Americans were generally happy with their lives. In 2020, the suicide rate is at an all-time record high, and it has been rising every, every single year since 2007. And on that most breathtaking note, my friends, I will be right back so that we may continue our quest concerning the spirit and the bride say come. Turn, 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 
Yes, my friends, it is not too late to obtain the true shalom or peace of the Lord God, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to lay down his life that we may have eternal life through believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to forgive us of our sins, be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return, that we may enter in to eternal life and the true shalom of the Lord God. My friends, our show for today is to serve as a reminder to all who have spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear with, And for all who are being wooed at this time and beyond, by way of the Holy Spirit, of the one and only true and living God, that our time upon this present earth, as we have known it, is quickly coming to an end. My friends, the phrase, the Spirit and the Bride say come, is the last biblical reference to God's Holy Spirit, and is found in the last chapter of the book of Revelation. And it is at the same time a call to all who will give their heart and spirit over to the one and only true and living Savior of the world, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, by way of repentance. Before the world that we now find ourselves living in comes to a very quick and abrupt end as we have known it. My friends, the Lord God in his word tells us not to put our trust in man or in the arm of flesh, but in the work that was done by his one and only begotten son, who there again is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, my friends, we see and hear of so many people trying to plan for the unknown here in the year of the unknown. We hear of people who state that because our economy and monetary system is just about to forever be changed, which they are indeed turning us into no more than a cashless society, fast-tracking America as well as the rest of the world into the time of the implementation 
of the mark of the beast, which comes just after the rapture of the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord God will then allow Satan's antichrist beast and false prophet to rule the world unfettered for the span of 42 months or three and a half years, during a time that the word of God calls the time of great tribulation, as well as the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. My friends, the only way to truly be prepared for what comes next in God's eternal plan is to be sure that you are ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever time he may call you out of this world or at his soon appearing in the rapture. My friends, it is okay to hold silver and gold within reason for all the silver and gold belong to the Lord God. But my friends, as for those who think that holding silver and gold versus getting their spiritual hearts and houses in order is going to save them in the time to come, will have a very rude awakening. For the word of the Lord God tells us that for those who try to put silver and gold ahead of a personal relationship with the one and only Savior of the world, who there again is Jesus Christ, will one day find themselves in a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, forever separated from God, his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, and God's Holy Spirit, not to mention all those who tried to point them in the right direction, and that the fact is that they needed a personal relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For in Ezekiel chapter 7, verses 10 through 19, the word of God states, Behold the day, behold it is come, the morning is gone forth, the rod has blossomed, pride has budded. Violence has risen up into a rod of wickedness, and boy it has, my friends, and we have not seen anything yet. None of them shall remain, says the word of God, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs, neither shall there be wailing for them. The time is come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn, for wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive. For the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready. But none goeth to the battle, for my wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. The sword is without or outside, and the pestilence, which is a pandemic, my friends, and the famine within or inside. 
He that is in the field shall die with the sword, says the word of the Lord. And he that is in the city, famine and pestilence, or pandemics, shall devour him. But they that escape of them shall escape and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning every one for his iniquity, which was speaking and is speaking of the time during the time of Jacob's trouble where those uh, who have decided to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ in Israel, that reference right there is mainly towards them. All hands shall be feeble, and all knees shall be weak as water. But it is touching the whole multitude, my friends, of those that will be here during the time of great tribulation. All hands shall be feeble, and all knees shall be weak as water. They shall also gird themselves with sackcloth, and horror shall cover them. And shame shall be upon all faces, and baldness upon their heads. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. Moving on into the New Testament, my friends, we find in James chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, an even more pointed word from the Lord God concerning the very time that we are now finding ourselves living in here at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ. When James makes the mind of the Lord God concerning silver and gold being used in the place of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ known. When he states, go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped up treasures together for the last days. My friends, we are now living in the closing seconds of the last days. Just before the soon and unexpected to the unsaved world at large return of the Lord Jesus Christ to whisk away his bride, which consists of all who are called by his name and who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return. We are now living in the time of God's final warning, both to America and the world at large, to repent and turn from our wicked ways and to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our only 
way of escape from the soon outpouring of the wrath of God during the time of great tribulation. We are to get ready, be ready, and stay ready at all times to meet him, to meet his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, in the air, soon and very soon. For our time in this present world is growing very short. And is no time, my friends, to be putting our trust in man or in mammon, but rather in getting saved and filled with God's Holy Spirit and the knowing of God's Word, knowing it well and knowing it correctly for ourselves, and to occupy until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ when He breaks the eastern sky in the rapture. With that said, I would now like to share with you scripture found in Matthew chapter 22, verses 2 through 14, of which I might add points out a very specific connotation when it comes to the words remnant and servant, of which I do believe should make those who claim to be Christians, a.k.a. servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, who are not of Jewish descent, but at the same time choose to call themselves the remnant in this present world that we now find ourselves living in, to truly sit up and take notice as to, in the case of these scriptures, just who, surprisingly to most, they are actually aligning themselves with. For the true biblical remnant of God are Israelis who will come to believe in and know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord during the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble. The remnant mentioned in Matthew chapter 22 is speaking of a people who are Christians in name only, for they cannot and will not hear the voice of the Lord calling them. Jesus begins this set of scriptures by saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king, which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it. And went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, 
the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping, and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. My friends, what has just been presented is a picture of Christians going out to the world and telling them that they need a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ by way of the power working in anointing of God's Holy Spirit propelling them to speak the words that they are speaking to the, wor- to the world. But the world ignores them. The world's too busy for them. But it's to their own hurt, my friends. And it says, the remnant treated them spitefully and slew them. My friends, and unfortunately, that remnant are those who claim to be Christians and in the end are not and turn against those who truly are. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 34 through 51, the Lord Jesus Christ states, Verily I say unto you, this generation, meaning this one right here, my friends, it's come full circle. This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus said, my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Speaking of the rapture, my friends, because it is unknown to all. That's why we're to be ready, watching and waiting at all times to go with the Lord when he calls us in the rapture. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And my friends, here is a verse that the Lord has been giving me for over a year as to where mankind is on God's prophetic clock. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken the other left. 
watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered or allowed his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, says the Lord Jesus Christ, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, says the Lord Jesus, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, which means cut him in two, my friends, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, my friends, to end this show, your thoughts might still be dwelling upon the thought of just what does Revelation chapter 22 indeed say about the spirit and the bride. And I say unto you, ponder no further, for here it is. And opens with John the Revelator stating, and he showed me a pure a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit and yield her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Jesus then says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. 
And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard them and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed them me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou doest it not, for I am of thy fellow servants and of the brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, Jesus said, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His, meaning God's, commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star and the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth of these things surely saith surely, I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. My friends, today I just wanted to bring you the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God, for it is my first call, number one, as a preacher, a teacher, a prophetic teacher, evangelist and a prophetic voice in that God has set here through the power working in his anointing of his Holy Spirit for it is his work not mine I am the conduit he is the giver of the word and the power behind it 
My friends, today is the day of salvation. Time is growing ultimately short. There are many people following the precepts of man instead of the precepts of God in this world today. In other words, they're following Satan straight into the lake of fire because it's only by way of a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that we have eternal life. And Satan is working overtime, my friends, to make sure that the eyes of the world are blinded to this very truth. And this is a requirement of God. He sent his one and only begotten son with the plan that would redeem the souls of mankind. But it has to be done willingly because he also made us with a free will. So therefore, we have to choose the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to ask him to forgive us of our sins. We have to stop sinning willfully, or in other words, knowingly, because there's a little place in every heart that tells us it is that small, still voice of the Holy Spirit telling us what you're doing is not right and you know it. But what we do with our lives is up to us. Today is the day of salvation. We know at not what hour the Lord will require our soul from us. My friends, it was five years ago today, this very day, September 30th. It was a Wednesday. I had just got done doing this very show, Streams in the Desert Live. I left the studio at 5 o'clock, and just shortly before 6 o'clock, I was in a rollover accident. It destroyed my three-week-old brand-new car. But the Lord saved me out of it all. They had to actually extract me out of the car because they could not get to me. And when they came in, they asked me, can you walk out on your own? I said, absolutely. And when I came out of that car, there were firemen, police officers, other types of first responders, all standing there to just see what was going to happen. And my first words were, Boys, I just want to tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ just saved my life today. And I want to give him glory and honor and praise for that. My friends, we never know at what hour the Lord Jesus will either come in the rapture or we will be leaving this world so we need to be ready, watching, waiting, praying, knowing God's word, knowing it well, and knowing it correctly for ourselves. We need to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, where when we pray to the Lord God, we can sign it in the name of Jesus. You know, in the story of the wedding supper, the king 
is a representation of God. The wedding supper is for his son, Jesus Christ, because the church that is ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return is also called the bride. And Jesus Christ is called the bridegroom. So the marriage supper is for his son. And when the man comes in without a wedding garment on, just imagine this. When we walk in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, when the Lord God looks at us, he sees nothing but the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten son covering us. For the Lord God cannot look upon sin, my friends. But when we have given our lives over to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are in his image, and therefore the Lord God recognizes us. So when he approached the man and said, How comest thou, my friend, in here without a wedding garment on? It was a representation of, my friend, I know the end from the beginning, for I am the Lord God, and I know that you are not in the place that you need to be. My friends, the Lord God knows what we need. He knows where we're at, and we must have a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, to enter into the eternal kingdom of God. My friends, in the time that we are here, the Lord God, through the power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit, gives us a wonderful life. It isn't without trial and tribulation, my friends, but it is a a time that whether we live or die, we know that we will ultimately be with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven for all eternity. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for those who belong to him. But to be absent from the body and not know the Lord Jesus Christ is to find yourself in hell and eventually in the lake of fire at the great white throne judgment day of God. My friends, please get your lives right. Do as the Lord has been just begging people to get saved, to repent, to turn from their wicked ways. He can do nothing. He sent his one and only begotten son. He did the ultimate He sent his one and only begotten son to shed his precious and holy blood for the buying back of our souls if we will surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord God has done everything. Everything is in place. The wedding supper is ready. We just have to come. And the first step in coming is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our hope, our only hope and way of escape from the wrath of God that is to be poured out upon this world after his people are taken out of the way, 
my friends. His wrath will be poured upon those who follow Satan and who have rejected his gift of his one and only begotten son to bring them eternal life. My friends, today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, I ask that you would enter into this prayer with me. It is not any kind of a special formula or anything like that. It is, uh, it is talking to the Lord God from your spirit to his spirit by surrendering, by saying, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus Christ, I know that you came and shed your precious and holy blood upon the cross of Calvary, that you laid down your life, and the Lord God, your Father, raised you up again. And when he did, you brought with it, with your rejuvenation of life, eternal life for all of us who will choose you. Today, my friends, please pray this prayer with me and begin to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ before it's too late for you. Dear Lord God, my friends, please repeat this prayer out loud with me if you feel the pricking of God's Holy Spirit wooing you and calling you it may be your last chance. You never know. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, I want to thank you so much for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, and the great price that he paid in his beaten, bruised, and broken body and the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the covering and remission of our sins. And by his stripes, we are healed. Lord God, thank you for such a wonderful gift. I know, Lord God, that you would have done it even for me if I had been the only person on the face of this planet to buy me back from Satan. If I will only come. Thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne and I bow down and I ask you this day with a broken and contrite heart and spirit to please forgive me of my sins. I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus Christ, I know that you are the only Savior of all mankind. And from the depths of my heart, I ask humbly that you would forgive me of my sins that you would begin to walk with me and me with you, as you say in your word. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bring all things to my remembrance, that you would begin to work with me. Show me what I need to know about the word of God. Empower me by me seeking the Lord God for the indwelling power of your spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, that I may be powerful in your might, Lord God, that you have prepared for all that walk with you and are called by your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And Holy Spirit, have your way in my life every day 
In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen. My friends, with that said, you're about a second old if you've received the Lord Jesus Christ here today. And it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Happy Sukkah, Feast of Tabernacles and Booths to all at sundown this coming Friday, October 2nd through 9th. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?